In my line of work, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again for the truth to sink in. To kind of catapult the propaganda. It's time for the June 3rd edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, a reality-based message force multiplier of current events compiled from the world's elite newspapers and blogs at NathanCallahan.com and ripped in part from Harper's Magazine at Harper's.org. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. And now the news. A new scientific study reported that as global temperatures continue to rise, massive amounts of methane gas could be released from the 10,000 gigaton reserves of frozen methane that are currently locked in the world's deep oceans and permafrost. Passing this climate tipping point would result in global warming that would be far worse than and more rapid than scientists currently estimate. There you go. You so, got that? so we're close. That permafrost. In fact, I remember talking to, and I can't remember what guest, but we talked about this before as a as a real danger. The permafrost uh, going away, release of the methane. Uh, it is. It is. Uh, a frightening possibility. A frightening possibility. And uh, more than 100 countries agreed to ban cluster bombs last week. Yeah, but, uh, but I think you have a caveat there, don't you? Over the objections of the United States. Let's get into that. Oh, just I thought I'd get the good news first. <laughs> oh, I see. Just because, you know, we're run by a bunch of idiots. Yeah. The agreement it- does not include the U.S., which boycotted the talks in Dublin. Russia, China, Israel, India, and Pakistan also did not take part. That's a great group to be part of. Isn't it, though? Yeah. The deal got a boost when the British government ignored U.S. pressure and signed on in a last-minute intervention. The U.S. will no longer be able to stockpile cluster bombs in Britain under the new agreement. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's certainly a a, a positive sign. Uh-huh. Okay, good. Residents by, of- by the way, in case what? anybody, just in case people don't understand, cluster bombs are these... Horrific. Uh, these things are designed to kill people. That's that's really the the whole intent of a cluster bomb. You, you drop this bomb and it releases hundreds, if not thousands, of these little bomblets that go off not when the bomb is dropped, but they go off sometime later. The, some of them go off at first, and then some of them lay around. Kids pick them up and are blown to bits. This is basically it's an anti personnel weapon. You have to be a kid to pick it up. Somebody could pick it up, but children often pick them up not knowing what they are. They look like. Assume they look like a, a neat little toy, and they pick them up. What do they look like? They're little, they look like neat they're little, little balls. Toys? They're little balls that uh, ex- eventually explode in your face. You've seen one? I have seen pictures of cluster bombs. Yes, I have. The, the cluster itself. The little they they come out these little metal balls, and they. Uh, what size are they? Like walnuts? They're like the size balls? of. Do you if you're familiar with a racquetball? A racquetball, huh? About that size, tennis ball, racquetball yeah. size, and they explode, and they send out these little razor blade. Do they say like Voight on the side or anything? They don't say like that. that. If they did, that would yeah, they might. They should might as well be far more insidious. Yes. Residents of Fallujah claim that U.S. soldiers handing out Bible-themed coins aimed at converting them to Chris, uh, Christianity. They claim that uh, soldiers were doing that. They're handing out little coins that say, "Oh yes, Jesus yes. loves you." Jesus or, loves you, right? Or something like that. Yes. Which is true. Well, I, yeah, I think he does. This could just be a bunch of you know uptight Shiites, as far this- as I know. This has now, some, if if, yeah. if a Shiite hold, handed me a coin, even a soldier, if that Muhammad, I go, ah, whatever Muhammad loves you, that Muhammad kind. loves you. Yeah, would you okay. be offended? No. Why would I, I be offended? I wouldn't be offended by it. I would. Would I go running and report it? Hey. No. And yeah, but this gosh. does this does go to a bigger story, which is one that's underreported in the U.S. press, and that is to do with the Christianizing of the U.S. military. 
Well, you have to be extra stupid to join the military in the first place. Well, then, now, you're, what are you trading in these stereotypes? Because you're stupid, you're you're Christian or a Christian, and they make well, you it stupid. Helps. No, it, there, it, there are some brilliant Christians out there. There are some brilliant but, Christians, but there are uh, since the big boxes have opened up in this country, there have been a lot of stupid Christians. The you, big, big big box stores, the big box churches, churches, yeah. Oh, the mega churches. The mega, I'm sorry. I call them big box churches. I understand. I didn't. Or, I wasn't. I was thinking it was because of Walmart and there. No, okay. The Walmart churches. You know, <laughs> the Walmart churches. You're right. Yeah, okay. I, I, All right. I, how okay. else? You would go to a church in a place like this? I wouldn't. No, but, I mean, what? Yeah. But I know it does sort of. It well, we've talked about we again. We've talked about this uh, with our good friend uh, Matt Tahibi about the uh, the the large mega churches supplanting the smaller, more intimate churches where. You actually have an opportunity to discuss your Christianity as opposed to sitting there like a mass consumer of being force-fed what Joel Olson. So I'm saying is there's more and more of these types of, uh, excuse the expression, Christians uh, joining up, handing out coins that really don't refer to any sort of Christianity. They just talk about Jesus and the Bible. Right, right. No, there are are now... uh, There are now officers' clubs in every single base, uh, Christians, uh, Soldiers for Christ or something. I forgot the name of the organization. Every uh-huh. single U.S. military installation now has one of these things. And if you're an officer in in the, our armed forces now, if you want to get ahead, you're almost forced. Crucifiers for Christ. Uh, well, and this is the other thing. This is exactly reinforces the stereotype about the U.S. being in Iraq. Yeah. They call themselves crusaders. They have re- refer to themselves as crusaders. I mean, talk about being culturally insensitive and stupid, as you said earlier. This is the, the worst kind of Speaking of Iraq, yes. popular outcry was growing over a looming agreement that would help cement the U.S. occupation. Tens oh, of yeah. thousands of Iraqis took to the streets. Yeah. Uh, the pact is coming out in July. Yeah. It would cover bases, occupying, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, which essentially— Seems like there's a lot of protest. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. It would cement this sort of relationship— these five permanent military installations that we've been building for quite some time and out in the middle of nowhere uh, in Iraq. In the middle of nowhere. Well, in the middle of Iraq. <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. The Bush administration continued to award lucrative long-term contracts to U.S. companies in Iraq. We, we talked a little bit about this uh, last week, but the ominous thing about all that is that even if we'll have a new administration, right. well, the government itself will be engaged in long-term contracts with private contractors, which we won't be able to um, extricate ourselves from. Extricate. You know, this is something we talked about a long time ago, and that was that on their way out the door, the Bush administration is going to do exactly this, try to nail down uh, the next administration to a lot of commitments that it really doesn't want to be involved in, burden them uh, with these contracts and force them to – and I'm sure there's a big buyout clause for all these companies. I'm sure there's a huge – significant bonus buyout clause if they do bonus this. buyout yeah the united states decides to uh, withdraw from these contracts so yeah at the same more time, of your taxpayer money going down the drain it's just a little aside here yeah. bush administration has been pushing for deep cuts in a popular crime fighting program for states and cities uh they want approval of 603 million dollars for the iraqi police so at the same time they're trying to cut the u.s police federal uh yeah stipend whatever yeah. you want to call yeah. it uh, they're uh, giving $603 million to Iraqis. Uh, th- that program, the domestic program, is now down to $200 million in 2002. That would be the year before the Iraq War, yeah. the first uh, year of the Bush uh, administration. Yeah, it yeah. received $900 million. So it's 
been cut 700 million in the during the Bush administration. This is a program that uh, deals with violent crime and serious offenders too. It was probably, as you said, an effective program. It's well, probably working uh, you know, somewhere. It's helping some cities somewhere, yeah, I yeah, would imagine. Yeah. That's and two hundred million dollars in a country this size anymore is not not very much money at all yeah. when you consider even below the billion that they're spreading out in, between all cities and states. Nevertheless, right. to uh, six hundred million for Iraqi police and two hundred million for U.S. Yeah. police does yeah. seem a little strange to me. It, it does seem that a lot of these programs in Iraq now are designed to essentially buy the loyalty of the people that we're giving the money to, as opposed to establish any kind of real commitment from them. As long yeah. as the money's there, they'll take it, and uh, after it's gone, who knows what will happen. The U.S. Marines announced it won't bring criminal charges against two officers commanding a unit that massacred Afghan civilians last year on March 4, 2007. These are the Marines opened fire on a busy highway mm-hmm. near uh, Jalalabad, killing up to 19 people, wounding 50 others. Uh, the Marine Corps says the inquiry had cleared the officers of wrongdoing. It was a 12,000-page uh, document, document yeah. uh, which won't be publicly released. At you, all. the proud, the Marines. So, so uh, the, uh, I wonder if they were Christian. So 19 people are killed and 50 are wounded, and nobody did anything wrong. They didn't overreact in any way. Or we'll never know, really, whether or not they overreacted. What, there's a big difference between overreacting and criminally responsible. And I guess we won't ever— I wonder if they called themselves Christians. Yeah, I'd like I to apologize to all my Christian friends. Yeah, you should because after all, but are, they understand what I'm doing. Yeah, the Christians understand what I'm doing. By the way, this, the, the people or big box Christians, they get all worked up. Yeah, you know, yeah. constipated, whatever it is that happens to them. Well, I did want to point something out because you talked about the contracts that are being signed with the Iraqis, and I want to make one more point about that. Is so there's two sentences gone down the tubes, and that is that we are privatizing the war in Iraq. To the, to the extent that the that McCain and these others and Bush can say we're drawing down troops, U.S. troops from Iraq, and be accurate, yeah, be be technically accurate about that statement. However, what they're not talking about, and I haven't heard anybody talk much about this, is that we are ramping up the privatization of the war in Iraq, or at least our involvement in the war in Iraq, to the point where what the amount of being, personnel in Iraq is increasing, even though the amount of Federally funded servicemen is decreasing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so, so they'll be able. To, so it'll be a mercenary. Well, I say federally funded, just servicemen. Yeah. yeah. It'll be a. It'll be a mercenary army in Iraq doing our bidding. So, so just keep that in mind. A human rights organization accused the Bush administration of operating floating prisons by holding suspected terrorists on ships and continuing its policy of extraordinary rendition practice it claimed to have discontinued in 2006. But it's still doing it. Floating, floating prisons. Yeah, because that, I assume, part of that, it absolves them of some international um, oversight. I don't know about you, Mike, but I consider any cruise ship a floating prison. <laughs> you know, what do they do? They try and stuff you with food and yeah. give you a shuffleboard and a, and a pool on deck. They, they know, try to keep that? you busy. Yeah. They like hey, to... <laughs> look at the showgirls down there. We like, got entertainment all night. Like any good prison, they keep you busy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. What could be what could be worse than having to endure? Well, I've been on a cruise ship, and I know you know that. That's probably why you said it. But uh, I played bas- bad entertainment. I played basketball on a cruise ship. I tell you what, Mike. <laughs> there are plenty of basketball courts that don't. But float. you've never played basketball until you've seen the hoop move a couple of feet while you're making your shot. And, See, and how much gas did you burn? I was, I'm so sick of liberals that go on 
cruise ships, burn up gasoline, and then bitch about the war in Iraq. Okay, then I won't ever do that again because I went on one cruise ship one time. Yeah? I did. Yeah, you did. One time. Did you own an SUV just one time? No, I've never owned an SUV. Well, what's the difference? I went on a cruise ship uh, about five years ago, six years ago. Yeah, you should be ashamed of yourself. One time. At a literary festival in Wales. British columnist George Monbiot, mm-hmm. who's, who's a good yes, friend of ours I know I here on Weekly this. Signals, I did he attempted that. a citizen's arrest of John Bolton, former U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, on charges of war crimes, but was obstructed by security guards. Yeah. They prevented him from, yeah, I read from uh, contacting great. Mr. Bolton. President Bush reached to support long, reached out. Yeah. I said reached here. Well, reached I have out. no idea. Longtime ally Pervez Musharraf calling the embattled Pakistani president to assure him the continued U.S. backing would be there. Um, Musharraf's demise is now considered almost a foregone conclusion in Pakistan, but Bush's intervention appeared to be a powerful signal that Washington is run by a group of idiots. <laughs> we didn't need, really didn't yeah, need we that need, signal. Yeah. We didn't really need to know that. Now, Musharraf is going to be one of those guys who will end up being dragged out in the street and, yeah. and shot or hanged or something. <laughs> And right about and yeah. about a week after this phone call, because people will be mad yeah. that he's still being supported, obviously being supported by a criminal clique Meanwhile, in Washington, D.C. at Guantanamo yeah. Bay, the Pentagon abruptly removed a judge who had ruled in favor of the imprisoned oh, Canadian Omar Qadar. I love that story. The judge, Army Colonel Peter Brownback, was replaced after threatening to suspend Qadar's trial unless military prosecutors hand over evidence. The Pentagon has not explained why he was replaced. They just took the judge off. Which? They claimed he was retiring. Yeah. <laughs> he, he just decided he was retiring. Yeah, right in the middle of a trial. Right. Oops. Uh, Gotta go now. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget to write. Uh, to a cruise ship. <laughs> I'm off to a, I love the Caribbean. I'm off to a cruise ship. Uh, to yeah. a floating prison. Off to a floating prison. In um, South. Why do you repeat the way, everything I say? Why is there an echo did, in here? When did I I'm start? Still... All right. Can I follow on with that story? Sure. Okay. You mind? Let me just... Lawyers for the alleged conspirators to the 9-11 attacks are accusing the Pentagon of rushing the case to court to time it with the 2008 presidential campaign. Mm -hmm. In a new court briefing, the defense team for the four prisoners on trial for the alleged mastermind, uh, with alleged mastermind, uh, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, uh, cite the prosecution's document proposing the new trial date set for September 15th. So th- I'm just bringing, I'm dovetailing this story with the last story about the U.S. Army being upset with a judge who wasn't ruling the way they wanted. Now they're trying to engineer these trials so that they are taking place in the in the so height of the reminded pres- presidential campaign. Nine one one. Yeah, Giuliani lives. Giuliani lives. During continued volatility uh-huh. in oil prices. Yeah. The Commodities Future Trading Commission said it has been investigating crude oil trading, storage, and transportation for the past six months with a focus on possible futures market manipulation. Yep. Yeah. Yep. There's, futures market manipulation. They're saying that they are taking the, the extraordinary step of disclosing this invest, investigation because of today's unprecedented market conditions. Yeah. In other words, normally they keep this stuff quiet until they've come to a conclusion whether they are going to prosecute or not. Yeah. not. But given the circumstances, given the wild-ass uh, speculation within the commodities market regarding oil and how much money is being made on it, uh-huh. They've decided to say, you know what, we're in the middle of an investigation. So if any of you guys are out there manipulating the marketplace, CYA. 
More economic news here. The Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation said problem banks now total 90, up from 76 at the end of last year. That means the viability of those banks is threatened. Wow. 90 banks, viability threatened. Now, Chemical Company, the biggest U.S. chemical manufacturer, said it would raise prices for all products by up to 20%, the latest signal that escalating energy prices were stoking inflation. That begins yesterday. Yeah. 20% 20% increase I, I was, on all the plastics, paints, adhesives, insecticides, and packaging the Dow manufactures. I was wondering when the I word would start getting bannered, bannered about. Insects? Uh, insects. Inflation has been the, the sort of the bugaboo word. People don't want to use it because it's it starts a spiral, a, a, a shame spiral that the U.S. economy would have a hard time getting out from under. Shame spiral. And uh, it, it's... What do you mean a shame spiral? It, well, it just means it's a, it's bad for the economy to have a, a weak dollar, inflation, d- massive debt, war t- wars on two fronts, um, healthcare system that's These collapsing. These talking heads are so silly. You know, I, I mean, d- 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 to be afraid to say <clears throat> the word inflation... Everything's falling around you. I know it is. And you're afraid to say I'm not afraid to say but this, these, you. I know they won't talk about it. I mean the price of oil is almost doubled yeah. in the last year. 30 cents in the last 2 weeks. Yeah. Gone up 30 cents in the last gonna, 2 what weeks. What is it? Uh, when I was a man it wasn't even 30 cents. That's right. No, no, honestly well, let's see what so that puts it around 4.20 a barrel for uh, I mean a, a gallon right now. About 4 4.15 4.20. You own a car? I do. Yeah. Well, I haven't bought gas in like two weeks. Believe me, I, I run wherever I go now. I, yeah. I ride my bike wherever I can. I like to roll. I, I just lay on my side and I roll. I start rolling, yeah. exactly. So I haven't bought gas literally in a couple of weeks. Yeah. But last time I checked, it was 4.03. Yeah, I, I know. It's about 4.30. Yeah. yeah. Something so, up there. Yeah. There you go. Uh, according to a new study, the use of video surveillance systems is set to quadruple over the next couple of years. Representative Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Oh, yeah. from Florida, said that the House Judiciary Committee would be willing to arrest Carl Rove if the former White House official doesn't testify about his role in the firing of nine U.S. attorneys in 2006. Fantastic. And also an investigation <laughs> into Spiegelman. By the way, on my way into the massive media empire that is Weekly Signals, I heard on the radio today that uh, Barbara Boxer and Schumer were having a press conference today to talk about their status as superdelegates. So in yeah. case you were going to get to that story, I wanted to preempt want to supersede it? I did. That basically... Oh, go ahead. Were they going to throw it to Obama? Is that what they're saying? They're saying that the parade will start yeah, today. Yeah, so what? Tell you the parade starts today. Oh, what? what they want to do the is they want to cap today. this they thing. They want to be the, at the head of the parade. Well, it's too late to be at the head of the parade. They're, but they want to be the they want to be the uh, guy sweeping up the uh, the cow stuff at the, at the back of the parade at this point. The, uh, the, the parade bend begins today. They're stepping into a lead position by announcing it. Well, they're pitching. If the parade they're, p- started. No, they're pitching two dirt ago. on top of this Hillary at this Scott point. Scott McClellan. That's what they're published doing. a self-serving memoir about his stint as President George W. Bush's press secretary. Uh, in the book, McClellan says that he does not believe that the Bush administration deliberately or consciously sought to deceive the American people when it dispensed with honesty and candor. That's what he said in yeah. favor of launching a political propaganda campaign. Those are his words yeah. to justify the Iraq war. Uh, McClellan also asserts that the media became the administration's complicit enablers. That's another little phrase of his. And that the president said he did not remember whether he had ever tried cocaine at some wild parties back in the day. Yeah. Senator Bob Dole, who I uh, rarely agree with, mm-hmm. uh, said something which I do agree with. 
in a note to McClellan, he said, "There's there are miserable creatures like you in every administration who don't have the guts to speak up or quit if they are dis- if there are disagreements with the boss or colleagues." Meanwhile, Congressman Robert Wexler called for McClellan to appear before the House Judiciary Committee to testify under oath regarding the revelations. Yeah, I think I think Scotty uh, could be an important uh, important witness in yeah. against. Speaking of which, speaking of witnesses against George W. Bush, uh-huh. I, I've got to throw in a shameless plug for next week. Vincent Bugliosi, he'll be on to talk about his book, The Prosecution of George W. Bush for Murder. Uh-huh. And I think Scott McClellan could end up being, in some tangential way. We'll ask him about Scott McClellan. Absolutely. Mr. Vincent Bugliosi. Yeah, yeah. According to federal documents, Republican presidential candidate Senator John McCain's national campaign general co-chair, former Texas Senator Phil Graham was being paid by Swiss by a Swiss bank to lobby Congress about the U.S. mortgage crisis. Yes. Oof. At the same time, he was advising McCain about his economic policy. Uh, and Graham was instrumental in killing bills that, if had been passed back then, would have prevented much of this disaster that's unfolding in the housing industry today and continues to lobby for yeah. UBS, which is the United uh, Bank of Scotland. Shameful. And, is a, and at the same time as an economic advisor to Phil Graham. McCain shifted a fundraiser attended by Bush from the Phoenix Convention Center to a private home. That was last week. He confined his on-camera public appearance with the president to 25 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Run! <laughs> to, 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 I can just see it now. What? This, who is this guy? Or I, yeah. you know, I mean, what Barack the, Obama left his Chicago church uh, over a controversy about uh, Reverend Jeremiah Wright. Uh, Joe Lieberman was scheduled to headline Pastor John Hagee's 2008 Christians United for Israel-Washington-Israel Summit this July 22nd. In accepting AG's invitation, Lieberman became the most senior elected representative confirmed to appear at the annual gala. Last year, when Lieberman spoke at AG's summit, he compared the Texas evangelist to the biblical prophet Moses, dubbing him a man of God. Isn't anybody who's seen AG? Oh, yeah. Have you ever why seen would this? You, why would anybody even want to stand next to him, let alone endorse him or accept the endorsement well, th- th- of him? This is at least the yeah, you, you already you, you alluded I, to it. This is at least the second or third. People like Lieberman should put it in, into an insane asylum. I mean, yeah. truly, if you believe yeah. that John Hagee is a man of God, then you are seriously mentally ill. I, I, you know what? You know what I like about Hagee. If you look at him, he has kind of that Matt Foley. Kind of look, remember uh, Chris Farley's uh, character from yeah, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. I like yeah. the the Matt Foley. I, when I look at he him, I, I, he's he's getting together with he, God in a van down he, by the river. Exactly yeah. right. Exactly right. Before we get out of here, I got to say one last thing. Jimmy Carter, U.S. former U.S. President Jimmy yeah. Carter, revealed that he believes you, the Israel has 150 uh, nuclear weapons, and it's the highest ranking U.S. official to come out with that already known information. I got to say all these, Mike. For the 2011 season at Milan's La Scala Opera House, the Italian composer Giorgio Battistelli has been commissioned to stage an opera based on Al Gore's An Inconvenient Truth. (laughs) An opera based on Inconvenient Truth. After conservatives conservatives attacked Rachel Ray for wearing a kaffia-style scarf in a Dunkin' Donuts ad. You know, kaffia, those type of scarves. Dunkin' Donuts quickly yanked the ad. Fox News commentator, this is why, Michelle Bex-Malkin reported the kaffia for the clueless, this is her. These are her words. The kafia for the clueless is a traditional scarf of Arab men that has come to symbolize murderous Palestinian jihad. Yeah. I'm gonna start wearing them. You know yeah. what? Then the next day, I saw an Oberman. They had a picture of 
uh, Laura Bush or, or one of the daughters. Yeah, wearing. Well, of course, yeah, yeah, people yeah. wear these things. Yeah. What kind of idiots do they have? Well, at Michelle Fox Malk, News? Malkin is. Yeah, an but idiot. still, yeah. these people are picking up big paychecks. I know to they spew are. this kind of garbage. Yeah, I know. And finally, yes, British archaeologists discovered that Stonehenge was a cemetery for the elite. Weekly Signal's Weekly Review is broadcast every Tuesday on KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. To learn more about Weekly Signals or to download the podcast, visit our website at weeklysignals.com. And be sure to visit nathancallahan.com for daily readings and feature articles. Until next week, I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And this is Weekly Signals.